Hi everyone, welcome to Style Recognizes Style. If you've never been here before, my name is Tori and this is my fashion podcast. So on here I discuss a topic weekly within the fashion industry or in fashion overall. Before we get into today's episode, make sure to subscribe on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and follow on instagram at style recognize style so you can stay updated and get reminders for when the podcast will be up it's going to be up fridays at 2 p.m So in today's podcast, I'm doing a designer spotlight on the one, the only Vivian Westwood, who she is, her design aesthetic, and how she became so prominent in the fashion industry. I decided to cover this topic because A, I love Vivian Westwood, love the designs, B, because she just passed a few months ago, and I wanted to explain how much of an impact she's truly had on fashion. So Westwood took courses in fashion and silversmithing, but ended up leaving school after her first term. She didn't think that someone like her, a girl coming from a blue collar background, could survive and make a career in the art and fashion scene. She ended up becoming a primary school teacher and would sell jewelry on the side on London's Portobello Road. So Vivian Westwood really started her design career by designing and making teddy boy clothes for Malcolm McLaren, who Malcolm McLaren was manager of the punk band The Sex Pistols. If you know, you know, you're cool. If you don't, please look into The Sex Pistols. I beg you. So in 1971, they opened a boutique called Let It Rock in London. The shop got renamed to Too Fast to Live, Too Young to Die, renamed again to Sex, rebranded again to Seditionaries, and finally ended up being named World's End, which I think is a sick name and is what it's still named today. A bit after opening the boutique, Westwood became interested in creating biker clothing and leather pieces as well. As sex, the store started to become known for their fashion within the British punk scene. Westwood and McLaren started to design t-shirts printed with provocative slogans. Popular punk band, the Sex Pistols, which McLaren managed, were known for wearing their designs. Westwood was an activist for climate change, civil rights, and nuclear disarmament, and she made this clear with slogans on her garments. I was at a punk thrift slash consignment place in the city and saw vintage Sex Pistols t-shirts, and, 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 it had the address 430 Kings Road in London, which is where Westwood and McLaren first opened Let It Rock, their first boutique. I was scared to ask how much they were even were. I might have to go back. Like I I might just might just have to use the grocery money, you know. <laughs> so, they were fined specifically for an indecent exhibition held at their boutique, which at the time was fittingly called Sex. 
They also ended up being prosecuted and fined under the 1959 Obscene Publications Act, which prohibits the publication of obscene content. This incident had to do with the scandalous phrases, slogans, and image they were printing onto t-shirts. This law gave the police the right to take any items they found that violated this act. And instead of letting this intimidate them, the duo continued to create even more of these kind of designs. Westwood revolutionized what is socially acceptable to wear in public, honestly. She popularized BDSM fashion in the mainstream fashion scene, especially during this period. Events that occurred with the Sex Pistols shaped different time periods of Westwood and McLaren's designs and shop. The Sex Pistols separating and punk becoming mainstream led to Westwood finding other types of design inspiration. The punk subculture became more mainstream, drove the designer away from the group. In 1981, the duo had their first official collaborative show called Pirate for the fall-winter 81-82 season. The collection showed they did a lot of research into the historical dress and integrating original historical cuts into the designs. And this collection featured the colors gold and orange a lot. During this period, Westwood started to pivot aesthetically. This is where Westwood started to take inspiration from Seville Road tailoring methods and fine art, such as Rococo painters. Vivian was appointed as professor of fashion at the Vienna Academy of Applied Arts. She was only there for a short while, only from 89 to 91. While there, she met Andreas Kronthaler, and they ended up getting married five years after meeting and were married until she recently passed. The 90s were a good time for Westwood Award-wise. She received an award for Fashion Designer of the Year in 1990 and 91 by the British Fashion Council. It's a big honor to win this award once, let alone twice, and twice in a row. It's a huge, big deal. She also received an OBE at Buckingham Palace from Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II in 1992. This day will also be forever known as the day in history that Vivian Westwood accepted an award from the Queen not wearing underwear and she flashed the paparazzi outside of the palace. I'm not gonna see what I saw because would make this explicit. If you haven't seen the pictures, go look, it's hilarious. I love how she just doesn't take herself seriously. Like she's all about having fun and like standing up against the man and you know, just kind of like saying something, being provocative and out there and I love it. So, during this period, Vivian started to take inspiration from Tatler girls. A Tatler is someone who wears clothes that parodied the upper class. Some collections she's known for during this time are Portrait, 
which was inspired by oil paintings, cut and slash, which was inspired by cutting and slashing that occurred during battles, and salon, which explored gender and the boundaries of gender. For Vivian's Anglomania Autumn Winter Collection for 93-94, she created her own tartan and invented her own clan, which she named Macandreas. The Lochran of Scotland officially recognized the clan, which was a huge achievement for Westwood because it usually takes hundreds of years for this to even happen. Westwood launched Anglomania in 98 as its own diffusion line and took inspiration from old archive collections such as Sex, Pirate, Mini Crinny, and Bondage to create stuff for this diffusion line. Some collections she's known for during this time are Grand Hotel, which referenced a Greta Garbo film, and popularized Vivian making full skirted ball gowns, the previously discussed Anglomania collection, Storm in a Teacup was inspired by decorative Rococo furniture. Westwood is also well known for collections with this sort of aesthetic, On Liberty, which reset body proportions, and Vive la Coquette, which continued with accentuating this new silhouette and dramatizing it, are also well-known collections from this time period. Westwood died at the age of 81. Her brand announced the news of her death on the 29th of December in 2022. So upsetting. Heartbroken. Heartbroken for the industry as well. Like, Moss Mugler, Paco Rabanne is gone, Vivian Westwood's gone. God, who else died recently? I feel like everyone is dying, to be honest. But anyway, <laughs> I would love to hear your thoughts on today's topic. Leave me your opinion on my Instagram at style, recognize style, or I'm pretty sure now on Spotify, you can leave questions or comments on podcasts. So please do that, please. And please give me a sexy little five-star rating, of course, of course. So next episode is going to be on Law Roach and my thoughts on him retiring Recommend me some topics on Instagram at style, recognize style, and follow to stay updated and get lots of fashion content. Bye, guys.